Welcome to Zichru Dafsi Man Member Bay Abraham Goldar and today Musekhus Nazir Dafay, the first parak Kokanui Nazirus. So the three dots we're going to focus on number one. Abraisa brings three opinions about how often Avshalma trimmed his hair. Rebbe says every twelve months, which he learns with the Gazer Shava from the law of redeeming a house sold in a walled city. Rinorai says once every thirty days and explains my time on Gabi what is the reason regarding Kohanim that they must cut their hair within 30 days to do Avoda? Mishum de because there is heaviness after 30 days of growth. So here too, with Avshalom, there is heaviness. Yosef says he may trim every Friday. The Gemara asks, if so, what difference is there between Avshalom, who is a Nazar Olam, and his brothers, who as princes, also cut their hair weekly? The Gemara answers that if Yanta fell out on a weekday, his brothers would trim beforehand and he could not, having trimmed the previous Friday. It answers additionally that whereas his brothers could trim Friday morning, he had to first bring this carbonus and could only trim later in the day. Point number two, the next mission states, Stamnaziris is for 30 days. Although one can declare a longer term, this is the minimum and the length of an unspecified Naziris. Rav Masna says this is learned from Kodesh he shall be holy, and the word Yihyeh has a numerical value of 30. The Rush notes that he must have had a tradition that Naziris is 30 days, and this is an asmachta, because laws cannot be derived from gematria. Barpada says it is derived from the 29 times the Torah says different forms of the word Nazir. It emerges then that Barpada should hold that Naziris is only 29 days, and the Lord challenges him from our mission, which says it is 30 days. He answers that since he must shave and bring his karbanas on the 30th day and remains a Nazir, until he does, the mission describes the entire process as 30 days. The Rush notes that the interpretation of Barpada's position will be changed below. And point number three, the Gemara further challenges Barpada from a mission which teaches that another shaves on the 31st day and not the 30th day. According to Rav Masna, that a standard Nazir's term is 30 days, it's understood that he must shave the next day. But according to Barpada, why does he wait until the 31st day? Barpada responds that the opposite can be shown from the next clause of that Mishnah. In if he did shave on the 30th day, it is valid. Rather, the reason they're supposed to shave on the 31st day is because the rabbis decreed to treat every case as if he said 30 complete days, which would require shaving on the 31st day, because they were concerned that people would confuse the two cases. According to Rav Masna, who says Naziris is 30 days, the Gemara explains that shaving on the 30th day is still valid because he holds mixes a Yom Kukulo. Part of the day is tantamount to the whole day. Once part of the final day has passed, he may shave and bring his karbanas. He agrees, however, that the rabbis enacted that he wait until the next day, which is why the Mishnah says that he shaves on the 31st day. In summation, both opinions agree that he must shave on the 31st day because of a rabbinic enactment, and that shaving on the 30th day is valid, albeit for different reasons. So once again, the three points are number one. Abraisa brings three opinions about how often Avshalom trimmed his hair. Rebbe says every 12 months, which he learns with the Gezer Shava from the law of redeeming a house sold in a walled city. Vinorai says once every 30 days and explains, My time on Gabi Kohanim, what is the reason regarding Kohanim that they must cut their hair within 30 days to do Avoda? Because there is heaviness after 30 days of growth. So here too with Avshalom there is heaviness. Yosef says he may trim every Friday. The Gemara asks, if so, what difference is there between Avshalom, who is a Nazar Olam, and his brothers, who as princes, also cut their hair weekly? The Gemara answers that if Yanta fell out on a weekday, his brothers would trim beforehand and he could not, having trimmed the previous Friday. It answers additionally that whereas his brothers could trim Friday morning, he had to first bring this carbonus and could only trim later in the day. Point number two, the next mission states, Stamnaziris is for 30 days. Although one can declare a longer term, this is the minimum and the length of an unspecified Naziris. Rav Masna says this is learned from Kodesh he shall be holy, and the word Yihyeh has a numerical value of 30.
The Rush notes that he must have had a tradition that Naziris has three days, and this is an asmachta, because loss cannot be derived from gematria. Barpadah says it is derived from the 29 times the Torah says different forms of the word Nazir. It emerges then that Barpadah should hold that Naziris is only 29 days, and the Lord challenges him from our mission, which says it is 30 days. He answers that since he must shave and bring his karbanas on the 30th day and remains a Nazir, until he does, the mission describes the entire process as 30 days. The Rosh notes that the interpretation of Barpadah's position will be changed below. And point number three, the Gemara further challenges Barpada from a mission which teaches that another shaves on the 31st day and not the 30th day. According to Rav Masna, that a standard Nazir's term is 30 days, it's understood that he must shave the next day. But according to Barpada, why does he wait until the 31st day? Barpada responds that the opposite can be shown from the next clause of that Mishnah. If he did shave on the 30th day, it is valid. Rather, the reason they're supposed to shave on the 31st day is because the rabbis decreed to treat every case as if he said 30 complete days, which would require shaving on the 31st day, because they were concerned that people would confuse the two cases. According to Rav Masna, who says Naziris is 30 days, the Gemara explains that shaving on the 30th day is still valid because he holds mixes a yom kakula. Part of the day is tantamount to the whole day. Once part of the final day has passed, he may shave and bring his karbanas. He agrees, however, that the rabbis enacted that he wait until the next day, which is why the Mishnah says that he shaves on the 31st day. In summation, both opinions agree that he must shave on the 31st day because of a rabbinic enactment, and that shaving on the 30th day is valid, albeit for different reasons. Alright, so now we go to our simon of hay, and our standard simon is hay, or a haystack, or a bale of hay. So here goes. The Nazar prince and the Kohanim sitting on a hairy bale of hay, and getting their heavy hair cut. After 30 days, debated whether the length of a stum Naziris is 29 or 30 days after they watched a Nazir get his haircut on the 31st day. Once again, it's slow motion. The Nazir prince and the Kohanim sitting on a hairy bale of hay. Hairy bale of hay? That must mean we weren't duff. Hey. The Nazir prince and the Kohanim sitting on a hairy bale of hay and getting their heavy hair cut. After 30 days, which reminds us we have a machos regarding how frequently of Shalom trimmed his hair. Was it every 12 months, or every 30 days because of COVID, heaviness like Kohanim, or every Friday? So the Nazar prince and the Kohanim sitting on a hairy bale of hay and getting their heavy hair cut after 30 days debated whether the length of a stum Naziris is 29 or 30 days, which reminds us we have a machos regarding the length of a standard unspecified Naziris. Rav Masna says it's 30 days, learned from the Pasuk Kadosh Yeh, with the gematry of Yeh being 30. And Barpada says it's 29 days, learned from the 29 times the Torah says different forms of the term Nazir. So the Nazir prince and the Kohanim sitting on a hairy bale of hay and getting their heavy hair cut after 30 days, debated whether the length of a stum Naziris is 29 or 30 days after they watched the Nazir get his hair cut on the 31st day. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a challenge to Bar Padah since the Mishnah says that shaving is on the 31st day and a challenge to Rav Masa since shaving on the 30th day is valid. So once again, the Nazir prince and the Kohanim sitting on a hairy bale of hay and getting their heavy hair cut after 30 days, debated whether the length of a stum Naziris is 29 or 30 days after they watched a Nazir get his hair cut on the 31st day. All right, now it's time for Forbla Bach Hazara. Daf Tzadi Alf. So the similar Daf Tzadi Alf is an exit sign. So here goes. The Cohen's wife who was violated and was standing under the exit sign. Exit sign? That must mean on Daf Tzadi Alf. Say. The Cohen's wife who was violated and was standing under the exit sign with her ksuba, which reminds us, on the previous daf, we had the question whether a wife of a Kohen who was violated and thereby forbidden to him 
or not. Do we say that since her being violated is equal to a Yisrael's wife committing adultery willingly, in that they both become forbidden to their husbands, so she would lose her ksuba like a Yisrael's wife who is willingly unfaithful? Or can she say that as far as she's concerned, she would be permitted to him since she was violated, and it's only his special status as a Kohen which forbids her to him, so it should be viewed as his bad fortune and no fault of hers. They resolve the query from her mission, which indicates that she does collect her ksuba. So the Cohen's wife, who was violated, was standing under the exit sign with her ksuba, who overheard her friend say to her husband, you have divorced me, which reminds us. The Gemara asks, if a woman says to her husband, you have divorced me, what is the halakha? Is she believed to marry someone else? Rav Nunes suggested a resolution from a mission which taught that the woman who claimed to have been defiled is not believed according to the Mishnah's later ruling. That's only because she realized that the husband doesn't know the truth, so she's not afraid to lie to him, but to claim that he divorced her, which he knows about, she should be believed. Because there's an assumption that a woman would not be so brazen-faced to her husband to claim what he knows to be untrue. Rava sought to prove the opposite. So, the Cohen's wife, who was violated and was standing under the exit sign with her ksuba, who overheard her friend say to her husband, You have divorced me, almost got knocked down by a man who broke through a weak wall and fled. Which reminds us, Gmore brings an incident of a man who was secluded with someone's wife, and when the husband returned, the man broke through a weak wall and fled. Rava said that we are confident no sin was committed, and he need not divorce her even as a humra, because the adulterer would have hidden. Daf base of the sin for Daf base is a bias, a house. So here goes. The Nazar's in the hairy Nazar house, house. That must be ruined off. Base, bias, house. The Nazar's in the hairy Nazar house, which had a sign, Nazich, Nazik, Upazich, over the door, which reminds us that the Sekta opens discussing Kinuim of Nazir's, such as Nazich, Nazik, Upazich, as well as Yados for Nazir's, and explains the reason the Mishnah brings examples of Yados before examples of Kinuim, even though Kinuim were mentioned first, is since Yados are learned from Madrasha, they're especially precious to the Tana. So the Nazir's in the hairy Nazir house, which had a sign with Nazir, Nazik, Upazich, over the door, and overlooked the temple where sotas were disgraced, which reminds us the reason that Nazir is in Seder Nashim, in proximity to the Masechtas of Sota and Gitten, instead of in Kachim, is to say that the cause of a sota's sin was drinking wine, and therefore teaches, Whoever sees a sota in her disgrace should restrain himself through Nazirus from wine. So the Nazirs in the hairy house, which had a sign with Nazir, Nazik, Upazir, over the door, and overlooked the temple where sotas were disgraced, often heard people passing by saying, Ehe and Ehe Na'eh, which reminds us, the mission teaches that the declarations of Ehe and Ehe Na'eh are effective to make someone a Nazar, and the more explains that the cases were where a Nazar was passing by, and the person had a mind to become a Nazar. Dav Gimel, so the simmer Dav Gimel is a Gamal, a camel. So here goes. The man riding the hairy camel, hairy camel, that must be more Dav Gimel, Gamal, camel. The man riding the hairy camel who was inspired by water sent to make fruit trees grow and said, Hare Allah L'Shalech Pera, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that one who says, Hare Allah Pera, it is upon me to grow tresses, is a nazar. The Gemara explains that the source that the word Shiluch means to grow is from the Pasek Shalachayich Pardis Rimonim, your growth of hair like an orchard of pomegranates. The Gemara clarifies that the Pasek of Shalech Maim Chutzos and sends water upon the fields can be understood to mean growth, that when they water the fruit trees, they grow. The Pasuk would then mean who causes fruit to grow through water on the fields. 
So the man writing the hairy camel who's inspired by water, sent to make fruit trees grow, and said, Hari Alai Lushilech Pera, was inspired again by some hairy birds flying by, and said, An obligation of birds is upon me, which reminds us. The Mishnah say that one who says, Hari Alai Tziparin, an obligation of birds is upon me, Rimer says he's a nuzin, the Chum say he's not. Rishwakish explains Rimer's position that his intent is to grow his hair long, and he alludes to hair by using the word birds, which are mentioned near each other in a Pasuk in Daniel. Rimer holds Matbis Inish Bemidi to Samichle. A person would vow in reference to something mentioned nearby the term he intends, and the Chum disagree. Rabbi Yochanan has a different reason for Rimer. So the man riding the hairy camel who was inspired by water sent to make fruit trees grow and said, Hari Pera, was inspired again by some hairy birds flying by and said, An obligation of birds is upon me. And then vowed a third time when he passed through a patch of graveskins, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, One who says, I'm here by another from grape seeds or from grapeskins or from hair cutting or from tuma, is a nazir nazir is a love. He's a Nazir, and all the details of Naziris are upon him. The acceptance of one aspect of Naziris subjects him to a full status of Naziris with all its laws. The Gemara says, Our Mishnah does not accord with Rabbi Shimon who holds, He's not obligated in anything until he vows from all of them. Daf Dalit, so the Simmer Daf Dalit is a Dalit, a door. So here goes. The Nazir Shimshin, who would not let the very different Nazir Olam come through the hairy door, door, that must be more in Daf Dalit, Dalit, door. The Nazir Shimshin, who would not let the very different Nazir Olam come through the hairy door, which reminds us the mission teaches the difference between a Nazir Shimshin and a Nazir Olam. A Nazir Shimshin may never cut his hair, and if he becomes Tame, does not bring Karbanas for Tuma. So, the Nazir Shimshin, who would not let the very different Nazir Olam come through the hairy door to see his hairy Bechor, which reminds us, Abraisa teaches about about Nazir Shimshin. Rehuda says he's permitted to become Tame, as our mission has explained. Rav Shimon says, Nazir Shimshin one who says, I'm here by Nazir Shimshin, has said nothing, because we do not find about Shimshin that a vow of Naziris ever left his mouth. The Gemara attempts to parallel this Malchokas with a Malchokas about one who forbids an item on himself, like a Bechor, which is forbidden. So, the Nazir Shimshin, who would not let the very different Nazir Olam come through the hairy door to see his hairy Bechor, did let the handsome Nazir enter, whose hairy locks were arranged in curls. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates the incident with Shimon and Tzaddik, who did partake of a carbon of a handsome Nazir. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you want to call Roa Soto be Kukula Yazya Atzma Mina Yain, whoever sees a Soto in her disgrace, should restrain himself through Naziris from wine? That's on Dav. Base. Good number two, which stuff do you the incident of the handsome Nazir was approved of by Shimon Atzadik? That's on Dav. Dalad. Good number three, which stuff do you want to call? someone says he's a Nazir from one aspect of Nazir, such as grapeskins, is he a Nazir or not? That's on Dav. Gimel. Good number four. Which stuff do you have regarding how frequently Avshalom trimmed his hair? That's on Duff. Hey. Good number five. Which stuff do you have a question whether a wife of a cone who is violated and thereby forbidden to him collects her ksuba or not? That's on Duff. Sadi Alf in the Dharm. Good number six. Which stuff do you have that one who says, it's upon me to grow tresses is a Nazir, and the word means to grow. That's on Dav. Gimel. Good number seven. Which Dav we focus if the length of a stum Nazirus is 29 or 30 days? That's on Dav. 
Hey, good number eight. Which of the one that kinuim for nazirs are nazik, nazik, and pazik, and why the Mishnah listed examples of yados before examples of kinuim? That's on daf. Base. Good number nine. Which stuff does more bring a challenge to Bar Padag given that a Nazar shaves on the 31st day? That's on Dav. Hey, good number ten. Which stuff does the Mishnah bring the differences between a Nazar Shimshon and a Nazar Olam? That's on Dav. Dalit. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zilch wishing you a great day and great learning.